Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. I'm the co-host, and to have a co-host, you have to have another co-host, and that is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, and we are a show called Solid Steps Radio. If you're just hearing us for the very first time, thanks for listening. We hope you, if you're listening accidentally, we'll listen on purpose next time. But we are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. Now, I didn't say we don't, not ladies who listen, we, we have a lot of lady listeners, but our primary audience is, is the guys. We want to talk to guys. We want to be a voice of men. Uh, we need to hear the story that God is writing in men's lives. And sometimes we actually want to do the, you know, the practical, you know, men give me these five things to do. And we like to do them kind of things in, in sales world and, and wherever. Uh, so sometimes we need to hear uh, a little bit more of, of a perspective on things that we just wouldn't hear otherwise as, <laughs> as guys. And, and so if you're here, hearing this show, you missed last week's show. If you did miss last week's show, Boy, you missed a very important show because last week's show and this week's show are connected to one another. So if you want to hear last week's show, all of our shows are on podcasts, four years worth of shows we have on podcasts. So wherever you go to podcasts, soundcloud.com, you, know, you can just type in Solid Steps Radio. You go to soundcloud.com, Facebook, iTunes, probably a couple other different places where you hear podcasts, or you can go to furtherstillministries.org. But if you go to those places and you type in Solid Steps Radio, you can hear all of our shows in their entirety. And last week's show was a very important show, which we're going to recap here in a minute. <laughs> and last week's show was how to argue in a way that leads to a really bad marriage or to divorce. And this week's show... It was very enlightening. Yeah, it was very <laughs> enlightening and convicting all, all at once. <laughs> but this week's show, we're going to turn the corner and give the other side of that coin of arguing... Uh, the right way to argue and uh, how to argue that actually leads to, guys, listen to this word, intimacy. Now, guys heard a different, there's something different there in that word intimacy than what ladies may hear. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here as we go. So, Chad, yeah, because this is whenever you, if you're listening to this as we're recording it, this is the month of love. It and, is. And uh, Valentine's Day, Chad. Thursday. Is right around the corner. If you're depending on when you hear this, yes. like, like when you hear this on the weekend or the podcast, it would have already happened. But I am aware of it. Yes. yes. So, uh, so Chuck Tackett, welcome back to the show. Great to be back, guys. It is fantastic mm-hmm. to have you back. So, okay, so Chuck, last week we learned some incredible insights of how mm-hmm. to argue and blow up your marriage and have a pathetic, lousy marriage. And you talked mm-hmm. about the the. The four horsemen, and then you added one additional thing. Right. R- remind us, uh, okay, going down this road, how we can destroy our marriage. All right, just remember that the four horsemen of the apocalypse have five factors, <laughs> just like the Big Ten has fourteen teams. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so there the, the key, the key in this is, let's just go ahead and very quickly recap them. The worst, most destructive one of all is contempt. And in contempt, that means you see yourself as being better than your spouse. You see yourself above your spouse, more important than your spouse. And typically we do that either through insults or mockery or criticism or the dreaded AU14 hate smile. And so you need to go back to next week to get to that one. (laughs) Yeah. So contempt is the worst by far. The second is criticism. And in criticism, you're, you're taking a specific problem that you see or a specific issue that you have, and you're associating your, your partner's, your spouse's personality or character, and you're basically saying they have a deficit in their personality or a deficit in their character. Mm. So whatever the problem is that you're noting, you're saying, in essence, to them that they're messed up. 
okay? Then the third is defensiveness, which basically means we're talking about a problem, but my attitude in talking about a problem is I'm going to protect myself. Emotionally, mentally, I'm going to protect myself. And whenever I seek to protect myself in a disagreement, all I really do is escalate the argument. Now, the most common way that we do defensiveness is the dreaded yes, but phrase. (laughs) So if you catch yourself saying yes, but, you are being defensive. And And the downside of defensiveness is you're freezing the argument in place which is only going to frustrate the person, you know, your spouse that you're having a discussion with. Because all they hear is, but. Correct. And. Which means you're going to try to negate what they just said. Yeah. <laughs> My wife always says, anytime you say, but, you just erased everything you just oh, said. That's, that's, it. Nancy, that's exactly right. Nancy says the exact same I know. thing. <laughs> right. Well, see, they had a special class in woman's school <laughs> on that. Um, that was a class that for some reason in man's school, the we author didn't... of man's school did not decide to put that class in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that's something as guys is we got, we have to simply have to learn along the way. Okay. So we've got uh, contempt, criticism, defensiveness, then stonewalling, which is basically an autonomic response. It's a, fl- a fight or flight response in the brain. And it means you're just simply overwhelmed. Now, when we're stonewalling, it's not like we're most of the time consciously choosing to do that. It just simply means we're overwhelmed. We're in that fight or flight response. Now, ladies, I have something to say to you. Stop talking to your husband when he is stonewalling. What you learned in woman's school was directly go to him and talk to him more and try to break him out of stonewalling. Please stop that because all you're doing is escalating it to another level. What's best to do in that situation is simply call a timeout. Now, since this is Kentucky, basketball is huge in Kentucky. And when you see a ref give the T sign, it means one of two things, right? So what does it mean, guys? <laughs> timeout or you're getting a tactical. That's right. So ladies, think of it this way. If you keep pushing when he's stonewalling, you're going to get a technical foul. And he will eventually feel overwhelmed so much that he will come back at you with contempt and say things that you don't ever want to hear. So it's better if you don't want to hear those things to simply call a timeout. Now, give him 20 minutes away. You all, women, you can calm down in about 10 minutes. For men, it takes us 20 minutes to calm down. Now, when he comes back and you rejoin the discussion with one another... Don't say something to him like, oh, it's nice to see you, okay? Because, honestly, that's a form of contempt. So So just a real quick question, Chuck. So 20 minutes, do we need need to take a walk when we do that? Oh, yeah, you can take a walk or go off and listen to some music or read something. Um, But I would recommend you kind of pick up the Scripture and start reading Scripture. Mm. That's the better thing to do. Get your mind off yourself and get your mind onto what God may be trying to do in the midst of your discussion with one another. Okay, so that's number four. Number four and number five is belligerence, which is using humor in a destructive way towards your spouse. Along with that, it's sometimes belligerence is taunting your spouse. You are just picking a fight um, even um, worse than that. Really, in belligerence, you're trying to utterly destroy them emotionally. Mm. And so belligerence is is stunningly destructive. Now, the most destructive of all those factors really is contempt because it happens much more frequently than belligerence tends to happen. Hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Wow. That's uh, Chad. What do you, any any any? Uh, no, they're in, just in, as convicting this week as they was last time. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, okay. I'm. I can't wait for this show to con- let's say what's the flip side of okay, this. Okay. So All now right. let, let's turn the corner. Okay, Chuck. Uh, because how do we argue and how do we mm-hmm. struggle through communication and right. it leads to greater intimacy? My first question is, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. When you say intimacy, what do you mean by that? Because I think you're right. Most of us guys, when we hear intimacy, we hear sexual intimacy. Right. But what do you mean? Well, uh, several years ago, I did a marriage conference at First Gethsemane, um, which was an absolutely fantastic day to do that. Uh, And um, at the end of the conferences that I do, marriage conferences that I do, uh, I allow the husbands and wives to write questions uh, fold them up on a little piece of paper, put them in a fish bowl, and then invariably I'll have one of the couples come up and start pulling out questions at the end of the seminar. And so one lady asked the question, or one husband asked the question, how, um, if I want to be sexually intimate with my wife, how long before that do I need to be connected with her? And I said to him, uh, if you want to be sexually intimate on Friday night, start being nice to her on Tuesday. Start caring about her, investing in her on Tuesday. Now, that's a lesson man school didn't teach us. It's an extremely powerful lesson, though. Yes. Um, it reminds me of, I think, Kevin Lehman's book, um, Sex Begins in the Kitchen. And uh, it starts. Now, I don't care what room you're in. You just start the niceness, okay? <laughs> Be nice. Be nice. Be gentle. And, and we'll kind dig in, we'll dig in more to how you do that here today. Okay. So, so, um, so Chuck. Uh, Intimacy, but intimacy for a, for a guy, right. many it, it leads to sexual intimacy. Right. For a woman, talk to us guys just real quickly about intimacy from a woman's perspective. Well, ultim- ultimately, she wants to be known and understood holistically. She wants you to know and understand her thinking. She wants you to know and understand her emotional life. She wants you to to holistically just know her. Know what she thinks, know what she feels, know how the Lord's at work in her life, know what's going on in her friends' lives. She wants you to holistically know what's going on in her life. And if you know and relate to her tenderly as you talk about those things, then that increases the likelihood that she'll want to be physically intimate with you. Mm. Did you hear that, Chad? I did. I've taken dubious <laughs> notes here. <laughs> We need to take a break. Yes. But, okay. uh, and then we're going to come back and we're right. going to how do we fight and argue? And it right. leads to that greater intimacy. So we're going to take a break. And I heard a gentleman told me once that intimacy can also be said, into me you see. Allowing the person to see inside of them in their heart, mind, and their, their soul, who they are as a person. So guys hear that and they go, we think physical. Ladies probably think the other end of that spectrum and that's why God made us opposite so we can come together and bring those two together to have intimacy and and we're going to talk more with Chuck Tackett over the next couple segments of how you can argue that leads to intimacy here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell here with Kurt Souter and we are talking to Dr. Chuck Tackett today about arguing that leads to intimacy. And if you've been arguing with your bank, you need to consider going to a different one. Uh, And we're not talking about spouses, we're talking about banks now, right now, okay? So if you need to consider going to another banking institution, local lender, 
Allen and Credit Union. They've been around for decades and they love this community and they will see you as a person and not just a number. So we want to thank Allen and Credit Union. We also want to thank Vision First Eye Care. Uh, if you need to see your spouse better when you're arguing with them <laughs> or you need to see yourself <clears throat> a little bit more uh, true of who you in are. The, in the mirror. You in need, the mirror, right. There you go. Physically yeah. and in, in, internally. Uh, Vision First Eye Care, they have been helping this community as well. They've been around for decades, just like LNN, but they've also been pouring into people, not just their vision, but the person themselves. Rod Rollo and his crew do a fantastic job over at Vision First Eye Care. So we want to thank LNN and Vision First for sponsoring our show. Okay, so Chuck, um, how do we, okay, how do we argue and how, and you've got a little of an analogy for us. Right. Talk right. to us. <clears throat> so from my point of view, the way I talk to my couples about it is um, I, I just simply say, how are you going to launch your relationship into the stratosphere? How are you going to be one of the very best couples on the face of the earth? Because it's possible for any couple to be absolutely excellent. See, in the research, we know the very things we do to, to destroy our relationships we know the very things we need to do to actually build a great relationship. Okay, so if you're seeing a marriage counselor right now and you're not going to one that uses the research, find somebody else, okay? Because once you know the research and you take the research and you apply it to your relationship, the odds that you're gonna build a great relationship go through the roof. <clears throat> so the way I look at it is I just simply say, let's view it as a rocket. Now, most of us, when we think of a rocket, we think of the booster uh, portion of the rocket and we think of the capsule that the astronauts are in, and we forget the foundation. We completely and totally ignore the foundation that the rocket has to have to be able to launch off of. So if you remember Cape Canaveral, they didn't launch the rockets off of the beach, off of the sand. They built a very complex launching pad. And so right now, I wanna talk to you about the launching pad. If you wanna be a, a good, constructive, healthy arguer, not to win, arguing to connect, arguing to build intimacy, as Chad and Curtis said, okay, then you have to understand that one of the biggest things you've got to do is you've got to build a high level of positivity. And we noted a little, a little bit of that last week. Yes. And so we talked about you need, you need to have a ratio of 30 to 1 at minimum. If you really want an absolutely fantastic relationship, you have, to be, you have to do 30 positive little things towards one another for every one of those horsemen that you do or every one of the seven sins that we talked about in the last episode. You need to be able to do that, a 30 to 1 ratio. And so along the way, what that really does is, is it helps you to make a deeper connection with one another. It helps you to have a fuller connection with one another. So the first thing I want you to see in that is um, <clears throat> I want you to write down 10 positive things that you can do for your spouse that take 10 seconds or less to do. 10 positive things you can do for your spouse that take 10 seconds or less to do. Give us an example, Chuck. Um, okay, so let's say you, when you come home at night and you see one another, whether you're the first one home or your wife is the first one home, um, have a ritual, have an entrance ritual at night and come up to one another at night, give each other a hug, that's one. Give each other a kiss. That's two. Are you right? Uh, I'm Chad, writing down. Chad, Chad is me. writing this down. I've got one through ten. Keep going, baby. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so, so come in the back door. Give her a hug. That's one. Give her a kiss. That's two. And then lean back just a little bit. Look at her and say, 
Baby, how was your day? That's three. In a matter of 15 seconds, you've done three. Mm. And then once she shares with you her day, you say, baby, thank you for sharing that with me. That's four. That's four. And the fifth would be, honey, you really are a sight for sore eyes. I am so glad to see you tonight. That's five. So in 30 seconds, you've done five things. So create a list of a minimum of, of 10 things that take 10 seconds or less for you to be able to do. Now, my preference is you would eventually create a list that would have 30 of those little things that take 10 seconds or less to do. Mm. And then every single day, kind of trade off that list. So if you have a, you know, a modern phone, then put that in the notes section of your phone. And as you're driving home every single night, review that list, or really when you pull into the driveway, preferably, okay? Review your list, be prepared when you walk in the door that you're gonna make a, connect, a connection with her that would be meaningful and, and enjoyable for her and meaningful and enjoyable for you. Nice, okay, so Chuck, Chad right. has a question. I got a hand raised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there obviously guys, you can see that on the radio. There are okay? guys, there are guys who are gonna be just like me. Right. I have said before, honey, what can I do to help you show me that I love you? Mm -hmm. One of the things was you can make coffee for me or something like it was in the and I right. I don't know how many days I miss making coffee for my right. wife. Here's what happens though. It becomes a checklist. And so when I see those five things, would I, okay, honey, I did those five things when I walked in. And that right there, Chad, is the problem. <laughs> Please, I'm admitting it. It, it isn't the, th it, it, it's, it's important to do the things. It's important to talk to her in a way, to learn to talk to her in a way that moves her emotionally, that moves her thinking, right. that moves her spiritually. So it's learning that the, the power in those things is how you actually relate to her in that situation. It reminds so, so in a sense, take pride in the fact that you can move her emotions. You're talking emotional connection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yes. And, and sometimes I can make the coffee for me more than her. Meaning right. I'm doing this for me. Honey, right. I hugged you. I kissed you. And she's like, well, you didn't really do those things for me. You did those things for you. So you can say, I did those things. And, that, and I'm, you're absolutely right. It's right. the emotional connection. Am I doing these things to move her? Or am I doing them for me to say, hey, I did what I was supposed to do? Well, take pride in the fact that you can move her emotionally. Mm. That's a big issue. Okay, growing up going to man school, we didn't learn that that was a valuable thing. All right? So one of the things, guys, you can do is... Listen to some romantic, warm, engaging music in the, on the car ride home. Mm. Get your mind ready to make a positive, emotional, loving, and tender connection with your wife. You're talking about when you're by yourself. When you're by yourself in the right. car, or even if you got the kiddos in the car. Right. You know, they'll probably be in the back making the barf sign, but that's okay. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you, you, they'll, they'll learn right. in the future, you know, you know right. that that's a very important thing. So take pride in the fact that you as a husband know how to positively, emotionally move your wife in a way to the very core of her being. Okay, so Chuck. So, so that's, part of, that's part of the foundation for being really good and, construct, and, and constructive at these disagreements that you have with one another. Okay, if she knows that you can relate to her in a way where you can move her emotionally in a positive way, and you know that, it decreases the likelihood that you're going to do the horseman. Because you're going to like that connection. In, in a sense, you're going to get greedy 
Hmm. Okay? For that emotional, that positive emotional connection you have with one another. Because it feels really good. It feels good to do it, and it feels good to know that you're the kind of husband who can do that. So basically, our job as husbands is mm-hmm. to is to creatively yeah. put together a list of things that resonate with our wives right. and will emotionally connect with them and we can and, and try to do things that are 10 seconds or less but right. but, but other, the re- things, the reason, other things as well. Well, the reason for 10 seconds or less is you want to be able to do things at a high frequency. Because mm. remember, the minimum ratio is 30 to 1. That's the ratio you want to shoot for. And so if everything took a minute, most of the time at night, you don't have 30 minutes to do that. Mm. Okay? So, so it needs to be things that, are, that take 10 seconds or less to do. This is, um, this is good stuff. Okay, so that, um, yeah. anything else on the foundation that, uh, that we need to know? Yeah, a couple of other things on the foundation. Okay. okay. The next is become a student of your wife. Study her. Not study her to dominate her or to defeat her. Be a student of her. Understand who are the most important people in her life. Understand why those people are the most important people in her life. Understand her values. Understand the principles that make up who she is as a person. Understand why she does the things she does. Even if we might, even if, um, so, the the good, bad, and the ugly. I mean, everything. 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 We need to be a student of her. Right. Right. That's one of the big characteristics that we see in fantastic couples. They are students of one another. Okay, so and, you have and, to be that. And the biblical framework is, mm-hmm. um, what's the biblical concept? Is knowing, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, that, that's a part of it, but uh, you know, all the way back in Genesis, you know, the husband is to know his wife, and we all, as guys, we always take that to mean sex, but it it doesn't just mean that. That's a part of it. And it's a very important part of it. That's not the be all and end all of it. Okay. You have to know her holistically. That's the big key. Okay, and so, and you had one more. I think you can yeah. share. Yeah, so in, in part of the foundation, so you, so you want to know that. In, so then three list. You want 30 of those 10 seconds or less things. Okay. Okay. You want to create a list of 30 things that take a minute or two to do. And do those things that take a minute or two to do. Do one or two of those a day. And then you want a list of things that take maybe 15 minutes to do, around 15 minutes to do, and then try to do maybe four or five of those a week. Can you give us an example of a 15-minute? Uh, we, on the next we, break, we'll we, hear that. We're going to come back and we'll hit that. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in the next segment to hear more of what we can do as men to lead to intimacy with our wives here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. If you're coming back, I hope you come back uh, to the show. We're having a good time, and we're talking about some very uh, incredibly convicting and or uh, encouraging things because uh, we need to be taught as men a lot of things we've never were taught. And so today we're talking to Dr. Chuck Tackett, who, and I like research and data because it's facts. It's information that you can't really ignore and you can't debate. This is what facts are and this is what data is and a lot of times it's just information. Now, what you do with it is 
obviously different applicable to different people. So uh, the last segment uh, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about, you know, some, some ways to launch uh, your way uh, into a, a great marriage. If you need some launching of your septic tank, <laughs> that was a bad one, but I just, I was kind of, uh, I was out there, but if you have some problems with your septic tank and you need to launch it into working, I don't know. Okay, uh, Frank Chad, Enterprises. Chad, what? If, if the septic tank launches, you really do need Frank Enterprises. <laughs> there you go. They chuck tack Call them right away if your septic tank launches. <laughs> See, I'm not going to improve on that at all. Okay. Frank Enterprises, call those. Those guys sponsor our show. They do a great work with septic tanks and or water problems. And if you've had as much rain as we've had lately, mm-hmm. you're probably going to need some help from Frank Enterprises. And also we want to thank uh, Bright Star Home Care. Bright Star Home Care helps folks in a very trying time in their life or potentially trying time. They help people take care of their loved ones. If you have someone you're going to be responsible for, uh, a mom, a dad, a grandma, a grandpa who needs to be taken care of, whether it's one day a week or 24-7, Bright Star Home Care can walk through that with you. They both sponsor our show. In our last segment, we were talking about ways, three ways to help have a launch pad of of taking your marriage to a different level and, and question one of the items was become a student of your wife and I said during the break I said you know I've always looked at my wife and I said just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it and Chuck in his wonderful wise way gracious, as a counselor gracious, in gracious way your response was Chuck um, <laughs> you're just making her really irate yeah, because you're telling her you're not willing to do the work that's necessary to get to know her. Hmm. So that's what every wife wants to know. Are you willing to work to get to know her? Are you willing to work hard to yeah. get to know her? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's don't worry, hey on this show if you ask you miss a lot yeah you miss it miss a show miss a lot miss a break you miss a lot so we've got this no on kidding. by the way i'm reminding our listeners if you want to go back and look at the behind the scenes if you will we videotape three segments of our show and put it on our facebook page so if you want to hear the in-between chatter but uh between segments go to our facebook page and check that out okay so chuck um we need some examples or help you mentioned uh uh we have 30 right 30 things that we can do in 10 seconds. Right. 30 things we need to creatively, you know, Correct. make a list of 30 things we can do in one to two minutes or so. Correct. And then we need 30 things that we can do uh, every, you know, in, in a 15 minute slot right. that we do, you know, periodically for like four or five times a week. Right. Give, give us a, a few examples. Okay. Uh, so, like a two minute thing would be yes. instead of waiting for your wife to make the bed in the morning, you make the bed in the morning. You straighten the bed up in the morning. It's going to take you max 90 seconds to do that. Yeah. Okay. Now, probably what will happen the first time you do that and she comes back and she sees the bed, she'll probably faint. You'll need to resuscitate her and both of you will enjoy that, hopefully. Okay. (laughs) That's a good place to do that in the bed, I guess. That's That's a good place. Okay. But then when you're done, then make the bed again. Okay. So a 15-minute thing would be, okay, you're going to take the garbage out. You're going to go through the house. You're going to get every garbage can. You're going to empty it into some bags, and you're going to take the garbage out. That's a 15-minute thing, okay? If there's vacuuming vacuuming that needs to be done in the house, go get the dog on vacuum, and you vacuum it yourself. That's why the whole dusting thing. Yeah. We need to dust. I hate to dust. Yeah. But go ahead and dust. Okay. 
man's school teaches us to divide work up into man's work and woman's work. One of the things I'm so thankful for for my dad is is he said work is work. Mm. And he taught my brother and I work is work. There's no such thing as man's work and woman's work. Work is work. So every Saturday morning, all four of us would get up and all of us would clean the house. Dusting, <clears throat> dusting, bathrooms, the whole thing. And after we did that, then we'd go out and we'd all, we all would work in the yard. Wow. So, you know? uh, and if went, with all four of us pitching in, it didn't take any time at all to clean the whole house up. Well, and again, what you're describing... This is this is the research, but like yeah. it's, this is the practical, uh, b- biblical framework of being a servant yeah. and doing things that you don't want to do, and you do them anyway. Well, also do those things in a way where you stay positively connected to one another. Yeah, not mumbling and grumbling the whole time. Yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> this is terrible. This is disgusting. Yeah. Well, it, it, you can do five things, and if you're grumbling with all five things that you're doing, you don't get any points, guys. Ouch. The attitude, the attitude you have while you do it is as relevant as the thing you're doing. Right. So what about the argument is you're just doing these things to get points. You're just doing these things to get your wife in bed. Doesn't that sound like manipulation? And what's the difference? The difference is if while you're doing those things, you're positively connected to your wife. You're chatting with her. You're enjoying a conversation with her while you're doing those things. See, part of this is the great marriages, the husband, the vast majority of the time, takes great pride in the fact that he can emotionally and cognitively, that is thinking, and spiritually move his wife. He knows how to relate to her in a way that moves her to the very core of her being. And he takes pride in being able to do that. So if you want to be able to argue in a way that's, that's constructive, then get really good at connecting with her get really good at moving her to the very core of her being. And, and she'll follow you wherever you all know that God wants you to go. But if you're lousy at that, why would she follow you? She doesn't know if you're going to lead her off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Because emotionally, you've not done what you needed to do to make that deep and abiding connection with her. Uh, Chuck, talk to our listeners just real quickly about how do we know that we've deposited and, and made a good emotional connection are there others what are the oh, she'll look, she, when your wife looks at you she'll smile yes okay you'll she'll see smile it, she'll yeah. smile she'll tease you she, you'll see it in her eyes yeah or, or she'll give you kind of this hesitant little look you know like ah, okay why are you doing that and then when you get that look you go over to your wife and you say honey you already know I love being physically intimate with you anytime, any day, anytime. I'm also learning, honey, that um, I'm really terrible at making a positive emotional connection with you throughout the day. And so, baby, I'm going to get good at that. That's the last thing I do on the face of the earth. I'm going to get good at that. Mm. I think a, a great prayer yeah. Is Lord help me to help me to understand, help me to make those and, and have a better mm-hmm. create creativity in making those connections. Yeah, and the God of the universe is really creative. 
He is stunningly creative. And he's very helpful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, uh, Chuck. Okay. Where, so, where, where, where now? Where do we? Where do we go to? Okay, let's so let's two. go now to the phase two is the booster rocket. So we talked about the launch pad. Let's talk about the rocket that actually, you know, takes your marriage to the very next level. So the first thing is, let's say you're actually in a discussion with one another that potentially could turn into an argument. In the research, one of the dynamic things that we see in that situation is they they call this phenomena the startup, how you begin the potential disagreement. And so they say, use a soft startup, not a harsh startup. (laughs) Because, this is very important what I'm saying right now, guys. 96% of the time, how you start a disagreement will be how you finish a disagreement. Oh. How you start a disagreement will be how you finish a disagreement. So odds are extremely high that if you use a soft startup instead of a harsh startup, then odds are you're going to be more productive in being able to resolve that concern. Okay, can you give us a real So let me give you a soft startup. Yes. Okay. Um, a soft startup would be, honey, um, it, would, it would be helpful to me if we could sit down and we could talk about this concern. That's a soft startup. You're making a request. You're not saying a harsh startup, which would be, okay, can you come on over here and sit down right now? We need to figure this out. <laughs> I I I I I can't even begin to relate, Chuck. I have okay. no idea. <laughs> okay. Do, do you need me to line. give you the number of de, of the delusional experts in town, Kurt? So, well, we're all tempted. As we're guys, we're all tempted to do the harsh startup, and our wives can be excellent at doing harsh startups too. But you want to start with that soft startup because because remember, ninety six percent of the time, the way you start the discussion will be the way the discussion ends. Okay. Yes. So, so you've got to start out with that very, very tender, very, very soft startup. Okay. So as a part of doing that soft startup, what you're really trying to do is you're staying away from blame. You're staying away from blame. You're staying away from uh, making evaluative statements where you're evaluating them in some way, analyzing them in some way. You're staying away from judging them. And you use the word I. Honey, I and me. Honey, it would, be, it would mean so much to me if you had a few minutes tonight where we could sit down and we could talk about this specific concern. I know you've had a very busy day. I know every day you have a very busy day. And I'm thankful, honey, for what you do. But it would mean a lot to me if we could sit down and we could talk about this concern for maybe 15, 20 minutes tonight. We may not be able to resolve it. I, I would like to make it a little bit better if I could. That's a request. I, that's good stuff. We, we, we're going we're gonna to pick up from there. So we're going to take a break, come back in the next segment, in our fourth and final segment, and we're going to finish this off and talk about the third, which is we go from a launch pad to a booster rocket to the capsule that the astronauts are in. Oh, man, that sounds fun. We're out. taking it to the whole nother level. So if you've ever been accused of being out, in, out of space, out in space, this is what we're going to be talking about. So we're going to take a break. Be back on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Souter here with Dr. Chuck Tackett. And this is our fourth and final segment today. If you missed the first three, you've missed a lot. Please, 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 I beg you. Go to Facebook, soundcloud.com, or go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and type in Solid Steps Radio. 
and you will hear the show in their entirety thanks to our great sponsors like Dan Hart Financial. If you need help on your financial planning and where you're going to go with your finances, whether it's through retirement or whatever it might be in the future, Dan Hart Financial can help you do that. I also want to thank Country Lake Estate, Estates, Country Lake Retreat Center. Uh, they are an organization that if you have your you want to get your child involved out in the summertime to go to any type of, of camps, they've got tons of those coming up. And also, if your organization or your business needs some place to go uh, to use a wonderful, beautiful facility, Country Lake Christian Retreat Center. And again, I also want to thank Ellen and Credit Union for being great sponsors of our show. Okay, so Chuck, you got phase one. We've already walked through phase right. two. You're gonna, you're kind of gonna couple, just couple more things to note in there. Yes. So, so when uh, understanding that you've got to do these soft startups when you talk to one another. Um, so let me go ahead and say that you need to be very clear with one another. You need to be polite and you need to be appreciative when you talk to one another. So clear, polite, and appreciative. Okay. Now a key part of this whole soft startup thing. Um, and, and part of the booster rocket is what I call the 206120. Uh, and this helps to build intimacy, which then helps to have uh, you know more efficient kind of discussions or arguments with one another that are beneficial for the relationship. So the, the 20 is 20 minutes a night, you sit down and you just chat with one another somewhere in the house, on the sofa, chairs in the family room, whatever. You just sit down and you chat with one another about interesting things that you've heard that day, uh, things that you want to discuss that are non-problem things, you know. So you just sit down and just have a pleasant, enjoyable conversation with one another. You know, how's God been at work in your life that day? What was the Lord saying to you that day? What interesting things did you see or hear that day? Okay. So that's not a hey, we need to talk about something heavier like our no. kids. No. Or I, I heard this on the radio. Hey, honey, did you hear this on the radio today? And da 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 da, da. Uh, Different things. Pleasant, that, enjoyable conversation for 20 it. minutes every single night. That's one of the things that in the research we see the, ver- the very best couples do. The second thing is the 60. And that is one evening a week for 60 minutes max, you sit down and you talk about the problems or challenges that you guys face as a couple. Which means the rest of the week, you don't talk about problems. During that 60-minute period of time, you talk about problems. The rest of the week, you don't. Unless, and here's the rule I have, unless the house is actually on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Or a tornado's coming. (laughs) Or somebody in the house has a compound fracture with arterial squirting blood. (laughs) Then you'll talk about the problem. But it's got to be serious outside of that 60 minutes. It's got to be a very serious problem to talk about. Because let's be honest, as men, we don't like to talk about problems at all. We would rather you take us out back and beat us with a baseball bat than sit down and talk about a problem. Now, I'm not advocating that, okay? But we, we just don't like talking about problems. So our wives growing up going to women's school, they learned to talk about problems all the time. So what we have to understand is you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about problems all the time. So 60 minutes a week, you sit down, you talk about the problems. The 120 is the date time. Now, date time doesn't include a movie. It's where the two of you go out and you have a meal with one another or you go out and you take a long walk with one another. But for, for two hours, you're out with one another just enjoying one another. Okay. Now can, now, can you do that at home or no? If the kids aren't around. Oh, okay. But you have to be away from everybody, and that means you take your cell phones or any technology and you put it off to the side. And it's just the two of you out somewhere doing whatever it is you're going to do while you're out there. 
and you surely can't bring anything up that you problem issues. Don't talk about problems during the daytime. <laughs> yeah, you 60 minutes you a week where you're going to talk about that. You can't do the combination. You can't. No, do- <laughs> no combos. The, dis- the, the problem discussion has to be on a given evening that's set aside. You're going to talk about the problems on that evening. The rest of the week, though, you're not going to talk about the problems. Now, the vast majority of wives are agreeable to that because they just want the problems talked about. Mm. They just want to try to make the problems a little bit better. So we need to give them that. Okay? What we get in return is problems are only talked, talked about, discussed in that 60-minute time frame. So then we come home at night, and we don't have to worry about talking about problems unless it's something that's extremely serious that, that we have to talk about related to the kids or something else. That's, yeah, that's the trade-off that we have to have. That's now, good. now the, the other big thing in this is, so soft startups is big key. Stay away from the harsh startups. The second thing is uh, learn to make and receive what are called repair attempts. Uh, when I was out in Dr. Gottman's lab in 2000, they were actually working on uh, this whole concept of repair attempts because in the research, they would see a couple in the conflict discussion research, they would see a couple do a horseman. And then they would see immediately the husband did the horseman or the wife did the horseman. Immediately they would fix it. So let's say the husband would, would insult his wife. He would say, well, in this conflict discussion, he would say, honey, well, that was stupid. And he would catch himself and he'd say, honey, I apologize. It was completely and totally inappropriate for me to insult you like that. Honey, I apologize. That's a repair attempt. When he would do a horseman, he would immediately repair the damage that he just did. That's called a repair attempt. Now, the wife would need to receive that if she were to say to him, no, I no. Well, that's called a failed repair attempt. She wouldn't receive the repair attempt. If, she, if the repair, repair attempt was made and she received it, then what we would see in the research lab is we would see their heart rates be at about five to six beats per five seconds. See, because we had them wired up for heart monitor. They had a heart monitor on, and so we could tell their heart rates. Mm. Okay, and so when the repair attempts were received, it was really very beneficial to the couple. Okay, and you try to do that as quickly as possible. And as quickly as you can. So, what if you know? I mean, so, okay, let's like, let's say you catch it the right. next day. Yeah, you still, we still have to go back and make the repair attempt. Got it. You still have to apologize. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, so now let's move from the booster rocket to the capsule that the astronauts are in, okay? You call, you call this phase three. Phase three of it, okay? Okay. So really in phase three, there are basically five things that you're really trying to do very, very quickly here. Dominantly, let's look at it from this point of view. You're trying to build godliness and meaning into your relationship. Godliness and meaning into your relationship. So there are five godliness characteristics I want you guys to be to really begin to add to your relationship. The first one is in Ephesians 5, uh, it deals with verse 21, and it's what I call submissive love. That much of the time we look at verse 22 in Ephesians 5, and, and we have to understand that in verse 22, the word submission doesn't occur. Verse, in verse 21, the word submission occurs. And it means that brothers and sisters, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to have a submissive attitude towards one another. We have to care more about the other than we care about ourselves. We have to take that attitude that, that we do out of awe and reverence of God, and we've got to bring that into our marital relationship. We've got to care more about the other than we care about ourselves. So that's the first characteristic. Second characteristic is out of Song of Songs, and we call that new opportunity love. New opportunity love. When you read the Song of Songs, which honestly is, is the only X-rated book in the Bible, okay? 
So when you read the Song of Songs, you have two people who are husband and wife in love with one another, and they're constantly trying to find new ways to, to discover and to com- communicate love and care and concern for one another. Wow. So that's the second characteristic. Third characteristic is sensitive love. So when you go to Ephesians 5 and verses 28 through 30, you see two key words in sensitive love, and that's nourish and cherish. And what's intriguing about that is it's the husband who's given the assignment to nourish and cherish, not the wife. Mm. So what we're learning from that is the husband is the one who's responsible for the emotional tone within the household, not the wife. Mm. Our culture says she's responsible for the emotional tone of the household. And Scripture says it's the husband who's responsible for the emotional tone. That's now, cherish, cherish simply means speak tenderly, relate tenderly, softly to your wife. And nourish actually means to emotionally and relationally and spiritually feed her, nourish her. Mm. I'm not saying force a meal down her throat. <laughs> Okay, it's very lovingly and tenderly nourish her along the way. So that's the third characteristic. The fourth characteristic is specific love. And we get that from Ephesians 5.31, where we have to specifically declare our love for one another every single day, multiple times a day. Okay, we see that in the very best couples in, in Dr. Gottman's research lab and in my research lab too. And then the fifth one is what I call sacrificial love. And we get that from verse 23 and verse 25 in Ephesians 5. And in, that, and in, that, in those two verses, we come to understand that, that the Lord is the Savior, and the Lord gave himself up for the mm. church. So we have to be sacrificial towards our wives. We have to care and live out that care for them. That has to be our focus. And so when we are doing that towards them, so when we, we have this uh, submissive love in the sense that we care more about them than we care about ourselves, we're looking for new ways to love them. We're very sensitive in that love. We nourish and we cherish them. We specifically declare our love for them. And then we're sacrificial for them. We care more about them than we care about ourselves. At, um, you, you do that consistently for your wife. She'll follow you wherever the Lord leads. You don't do that, she's going to be very hesitant to follow you. Chuck, I can't believe it, but our time is up. Mm-hmm. But that is absolutely rich 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 thank you so much thank you so much would you pray just real quickly for us for us guys lord thank you so much for the time we can spend together this day i pray lord you'll take what we shared with one another use it to bring you yourself lord honor and glory and use it to feed our brothers and sisters out there who long to have a great relationship with one another Mm -hmm. it's in your name i pray lord amen amen thank you chuck chuck what's the best way to reach you uh email C W Tackett, T A C K E T T, at AOL.com. Yes, AOL still exists. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck gets those emails. So, right. That's my personal email account. So, you're going to have to go back and, and listen to this again, guys. If you caught five minutes of this, you need to go back and listen to it again as an individual. And then you probably need to have your wife listen to it. And then you probably need to listen to it together. And you probably need to sit down and actually talk about this because this is hard work. As I'm sitting there hearing all these, I'm like, this is some effort and work. And that's what we're called to do, to work and put some effort in with God for our spouse. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, And again, if you want to hear this in their entirety without any commercials, go to Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, or you can go to furtherstoneministries.org. Can you think of someone, you, who hear this needs this, but can you think of someone who's going through some tough times? Send this to them and encourage them and say, hey, listen to this and pray through this. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.